going on, Bears fans? Sports betting season is in full force, which means you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. BetUS have been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. Join now at BetUS.com today and receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using code CHICAGO125. BetUS has loads of bonuses and is known as America's favorite sports book for plenty of reasons. BetUS has all your NFL games with team and player props, including NFL futures and odds. In addition to the NFL, you can bet on college football games, PGA golf, NBA games, and more. They have every bet type imaginable, and the BetUS mobile platform is easy to use with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Cash in on your 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com with our code CHICAGO125. BetUS, you bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up-to-date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. What's going on, Bears fans? And welcome to another Chicago Audible postgame show. The 49ers defeated the Bears here at Soldier Field, 33-22. to I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano. I'm joined by Mason West. We are in a different part of the press box right now, doing a little something different. Yeah, we've really never been over in this corner here, uh, trying to get this out to you guys as quick as we can and also not get yelled at. Yeah, that's, that's also <laughs> another goal of ours, just not to get yelled at here. So this is going to be a condensed version a little bit uh, out of the ordinary for, for what we usually do, but hey, it's a, it's a Bears loss. I'm sure a lot of you don't even want to hear about the Bears at this point. So we're going to get on into it. And usually how this starts is with Will's monster moment. And with Will not being here, I think it has to be Justin Fields. What? It was a 22-yard run that who knows how many yards he actually accumulated on that run where he went right, went left, did a spin, and we're going to really test it out and see. <laughs> Will, do you, I mean, Mason, do you think we should keep going, test it out, or, or restart? I think I think we should run with it. I think okay. we're doing pretty good right All now. Right. We'll see what this looks like. Um, at the end of the day, if it picks up what it picks up, what are we going to do? Because we're going to sit here and wait for it to be over anyway. That's very true. So um, I, I would think that Justin Fields' touchdown run that, again, electrified the entire crowd here at Soldier Field with what he was able to do, making multiple uh, defenders miss and getting it to the end zone just to, again, electrify this crowd and just show exactly why the Bears went to go draft him. Um, I'll start then. Actually, you know, I'll defer to you, uh, Mason. What's kind of your stat of the game? So my stat of the game, and we talked about this a lot uh, while we were sitting up here in the press box, it just seemed like at first the 49ers really couldn't do too much, and then all of a sudden those explosive plays took over. So I did the best I could to you know count up the number of explosive plays. I'm not a math major, you know, <laughs> so I'm a physical therapist, not my forte. But what I ended up having was 10 explosive plays total for the 49ers, seven for the Bears. Of those seven, four of the explosive plays for the Bears were Justin Fields' runs. 
not design runs, but also scrambles, you know, 16, 15 yards. Whereas for the 49ers, they had five that were pass plays. In those five pass plays, one was a 50-yard pass play to Debo Samuel. Another one was an 83-yard pass play to Debo Samuel. So, you know, there is a difference. Not all explosive plays are made the same, but you could definitely tell at a bare minimum they had three more than the Bears. And if you go deeper into that, I mean, giant chunk yards because they really couldn't move the ball super well if the Bears made them actually grind it out, right? No, yeah, that's that's a really good point. And where I kind of want to take this for, you know, my monster, not a monster mode, but opening statement, it's like everything encapsulated in this is that when just when the Bears need a place, Justin Fields able to make them, right? Whether it's with his legs or the air, but when the defense needed to make stops, it just – 467 total yards, Mason. Another game where they're giving up 30 points. They gave up 38 to the Buccaneers. Here's 33 to the 49ers. Those explosive plays that you just mentioned were happening consistently. And that was a difference, I think, in this game is that this Bears defense, and, you know, we talked about it, the middle of the field looked wide open for a majority of the time. Travis Gibson was guarding, you know, one of the running backs and gave up a big play. It's like little things that, you know, Sean Desai really hasn't made mistakes, you know, earlier. In, in the in the season, I think they all, whether it was like Kyle Shanahan out scheming Sean Desai in his defense or whatever it was, it just didn't it didn't work today defensively. Another game where a lot of mismatches, explosive plays, and the 49ers ultimately putting 33 points up on the board. So that's where I wanted to take this. But before we kind of go into um, you know this offensive discussion and talking about Justin Fields, a bright spot want to tell you about our partnership with Owen. If you're like me, going to the gym is a crucial part of my schedule. It's a place to let loose and just decompress. And after a great workout, it's important to give your body the amino acids it needs to repair and rebuild proteins. And that's why I drink Owen. That's right, Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein company and all their products are plant-based, free of artificial ingredients and are allergen friendly. Plus, Owen uses high-quality and carefully selected ingredients to make all of its products easily digestible, like their dark chocolate protein shake that has 20 grams of protein, my personal favorite. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Get 20% off your first purchase with code TCA20 at liveowen.com. That's 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. And remember to use the code TCA20. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. Only what you need. All right, Mason, let's talk about this Bears offense, which, you know, I think you said it early on. It just looked different today in terms of, you know, what Justin Fields was able to do, what they wanted to do. But where do you kind of want to start with this offensive discussion? Better, but not great, right? The Bears put up 22 points today, which is more than they tend to put up. So, you know, there's progress there. Um, if you really break down what, what happens, the run game early on was still chugging along. You saw them moving the pocket a lot more, yeah. letting Justin, you know, cut down the field in half routes that he could lead receivers more. Um, he was able to find some of those open pockets on the hitches. Still way too many hitch routes for my liking. I mean, it's crazy how often, you know, they run those. But you let Justin do what he likes to do, right? which, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, when you saw it start to break down more in the late third quarter, fourth quarter, was one when Quill Herbert went out, of course. That was, yeah. wasn't great, but... And the 49ers basically said, okay, let's let Justin, make Justin beat us. And then on that first drive of the half, he did that, right? He accounted for pretty much the entirety of that drive. Yep. Because Herbert, or because they 
49ers were just limiting the Bears' ability to run the ball. And then, of course, now you get down into the red zone, hand the ball off, doesn't go anywhere, had a beautiful pass to Cole Komet in the end zone, and Cole Komet couldn't get his other hand around it off of uh, Fred Warner in order to make the catch. Cole Komet's got to make that play. Uh, so it definitely seemed to fit Justin's strong suits better, but still lack of separation, lack of explosive plays. Um, there was really only one deep shot that I could think of, which was an overthrow to Mooney. And of course, actually down two, there was the, the cycle into Mooney off his hands. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things that Justin does so well is attacking downfield. And his deep ball accuracy is overall pretty good. But there's really nowhere to throw the ball, especially from what our vantage point in the press box. Yeah, no. And I think for to continue this discussion on Justin Fields, I also just like the decision making. There were a couple throws here and there where, you know, they, they, they were in, in situation. I know there was one. It was in the middle of the field. Like, what was it to Marquise Goodwin? There were a couple defenders around the area. But for the most part, Justin Fields made the plays, the progressions that you, you want to see. Like, even on the third down and 19 play where the Bears just end up getting a, a field goal out of it, um, he hits Jesse James for 11 yards. To, to make it from a what potentially could have been a 49-yard field goal to a 39-yard field goal, and Cairo Santos makes it. So it's little things. He doesn't have to go for the home run ball every single time, but it's like those little adjustments to his game to where, hey, we can take some yards here, still get a field goal, or where he's using his legs on you know, the edge where Nick Bosa was kind of coming at him, and he, he turns a corner on him, and it's on a third down play. So seeing Justin Fields kind of make offense happen, that's exactly what you want to see. Even, yes, the, the Bears did lose, but – you know, Justin Fields, I think, took took leaps in the positive direction, just in terms of throws and progressions. But that's exactly what you want to see from him. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've talked about that leading up to this, not just this game, but all the games. You just want to see progression from, in theory, your, the cornerstone of your franchise. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw that today with Justin. He made, like you said, better decisions. He took over multiple times in this game, right, whether it was – the scramble you talked about that 22 yard electric play where it's i don't even understand what happened i gotta go back and watch it again like yeah, i've already watched it five times i still barely understand what happened there um or the little jump pass roll that he had to jesse james for the touchdown just little things like that um and those are the big splash plays now what about like you said the little ones that keep drives alive whether it's himself scrambling whether it's finding a you know a short dump off pass um there was that one third and short where in previous games, might have been an incomplete, but he found Darnell Mooney, right? Mm -hmm. Just right along the, the far ha uh, hash away from us. There were multiple times where he's able to do that and keep them stacking good plays. And that's what he's talked about. Final result wasn't what we wanted it to be, of course. And honestly, that last drive, not fantastic. Third and, third and long, took a sack he probably couldn't have taken. But at the same time, uh, the 49ers also dialed up the pass rush on that last one. And that was a tough play to, to, to be able to complete anything. No, absolutely. And, you know, to give credit to Mason real quick, before that fourth down and one scramble, you know, Mason told me, like, Justin Fields needs the ball in his hands. Like, no matter what, Justin Fields needs the balls in his hands. And then what do you see him do? Make an incredible touchdown run. And, and that's exactly why, because he has that ability that nobody, you know, no one else on the Bears, at the, and, you know, Cleo Herbert's been great, but there are just certain plays that he can only make. And, you know, credit to you for, for saying that right before that electric play kind of happened. Um, you know, to kind of further this offensive discussion, I liked how early on he was hitting the tight ends. You saw, you know, we thought this would be a game where, hey, maybe the tight ends have the most targets, receptions uh, that they had all season. And, I, again, I don't have those final stats in front of me to, to see that, but it was nice to see more play action being utilized, 
to hit those kind of guys open and actually to see what the final stats were. You had Jesse James with three receptions, Cole Komet with three receptions. So they were actually too short of the eight from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where, you, again, you don't remember any of those stats because they really don't matter. But I kind of liked how they were utilizing uh, the tight ends early on in this one. But obviously you still want to see more in that area. Uh, Mason, I kind of want to ask you, Larry Borum, he was back, right tackle. What did you make of his performance today? Honestly, I thought Larry did great. Um, there weren't really any instances this, that I really saw him, right? I mean, I purposely had to look for him to mm-hmm. notice him. Yeah. And I think that's what you want right there. He wasn't committing penalties. He wasn't getting blown off the edge like uh, what Shavia Simmons did in the Buccaneers <laughs> yeah. game. Um, he didn't have penalties on him, like I said. Like you might hear, see from a Jermaine Defetti, he's kind of been a penalty magnet. So it's good. If you're a right tackle, you don't notice him. They're doing a good job. Uh, and, you know, you don't lose anything in the run game. And he, there are a couple of times I watched him against Nick Bosa, and he stoned him. Larry Borum is a big body, but he's got some fast feet. And I really do think that that was a steal for pace in the draft. I know a lot of people were questioning why, hey, you've got Tevin Jenkins. Why the heck did you draft Larry Borum? I mean, this is why. Because, A, a lot of injuries going on. Yeah. And B, because he can play. So, you know, that, we joked about don't let him be your savior, but he's doing a pretty darn good job. Yeah, no, he definitely is. So a, a nice addition to have him for this game. But some of the other offensive linemen, Mason, the guys that have been on this team for a little bit, James Daniels, what, it was on the first drive of the game, flagged twice for, um, what was it, a holding penalty, and then I think an illegal uh, man downfield penalty. You had Cody Whitehair get a penalty on, on holding. So guys that you 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 want to say that you can depend on that have been in the league didn't do that today. And that's kind of disappointing uh, overall as a unit. But, you know, it is nice to get a Larry Borum back, get him in that role. And what, he had, I think, 11 snaps? Not not many in the, the first game. Against 15, the I 15. believe. 15, so not, not very many to kind of build off of. But first game back, and he you know, did a pretty decent job. So, Mason, to kind of just continue this offensive discussion, is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about or highlight while we're, while we're here? The only thing I would highlight is – not to look too far ahead, but next offseason is going to be interesting in terms of the weapons that yeah. whoever yeah. is in charge of the Bears and whoever's coaching the Bears um, has to look at. You look at someone like an Allen Robinson. He had three receptions, only four targets all game. You know, uh, longest reception was 10 yards. Uh, Darnell Mooney, six receptions, nine targets. That's that's just fine, but that's a pretty big gap between your num- your inferior number one and your number two receiver. It's basically flipped at this point. Um, and then, you know, Second leading receivers for the Bears, Jesse James with three, Cole Komet with three, were also there. So you need more from your weapons. And there's just some people, it's like, why are you here almost? You know, what? like Demir Bird, I think it was like midway through the second quarter. You're like, oh, look, a Demir Bird sighting. Um, and he didn't even like do anything. He just was on the field. So you just you need more. And you know what? You thought going into the season that the Bears just had the, had the weapons. You, you look at Allen Robinson, you look at Demir Bird. And you think that they can do something, but I think we're at this point, I think it's solidified now. The Bears' number one passing target is Darnell Moon. And is he even a number one receiver? Really? See, that's the thing, too, is he? Um, he's doing what he can, and he's been having some drops, I would say, the last two games. But at this point, it's hard to say that he is a number one. So they need to look into that and see how they can address that entire position in the offseason, like you were just saying. Mason, let's let's talk about this defense now. I mean, this is um, what defense exactly. No, so that's a really good point. A really nice way to start this because this is a team 
I gave up again over 467 total yards. The rushing attack for the 49ers was deadly. I mean, Elijah Mitchell was really getting those explosive runs like you highlighted in the beginning, and the Bears defense didn't really have an answer. They didn't punt. The Bears did not punt today, or the Bears did not punt. They couldn't force a punt on the 49ers, and that obviously is an issue after you just gave up 38 points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, if you look at it, the 49ers averaged 8.6 yards per play, but that was actually after they took a couple kneel downs and you know just ran the ball a couple times. 9.2 yards before that. The Bears averaged 4.8. And so obviously you can talk about the Bears 4.8 as one conversation, but to almost give up uh, essentially a first down per play is huge. You talked about the middle of the field being open. That was horrendous. You had mentioned too that they were avoiding Jalen Johnson. They were going after Duke Shelley. They were going after Kendall Vildor. There is no one that you could, you can't count on anyone besides really Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, Khalil Mack, who's not playing, and Robert Quinn, who didn't jump off the, the stat sheet today. No, I think we, we've come to realize when the Bears can't get sacks, that's where a lot of their problems happen. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo had a bunch of time, and it didn't matter if there was you know a little bit of pressure. There was a lot of times where Jimmy Garoppolo made a bunch of big plays because nobody could get to him, collapse that pocket in 49ers. Credit to them for their offensive line, but this Bears defense is completely different without a pass rush. And I know Khalil Mack is there, but you still have guys that are capable against the quarterback, and they just could not do that today. Yeah, this, this Bears defense has hidden behind their pass rush. Um, there, there's a big difference between coverage sacks and sack sacks. Uh, they're, they've, been, they've gotten sack sacks, right? Um, even when someone maybe like a, like a Gibson has gotten a sack. Sometimes mm-hmm. when Abel Nichols has gotten one, things like that, a lot of times it's because of the attention that Coyle Mack and this year Robert Quinn have forced. And when you don't have that, those other guys don't get sacks. When you don't have that, you know, Duke Shelley gets burned on a slam route for 14, 15 yards. And when you don't have that, you all of a sudden have a deep ball to uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah. That, or, or, or in Brandon Ayuk, where all of a sudden they run straight past Kendall Dillardor. There wasn't any safety help. I don't know the play design for the defense on that one. Um, but at the end of the day, at a bare minimum, Dillardor is going to be able to run with that. So when you don't have that, when you have a third and, it's like third and 20, and then they picked up 15 yards. Luckily, it was only 15 yards. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting back there all day long Picking like up, picking up all the yards he wants for the most part. So something has got to change when it comes to. And it may not be this year, but something has got to change when it comes to the linebackers and the secondary. Yeah, it was weird with this game too. Like Danny Trevathan was in at times when you thought Alec Ogletree should be in. They were playing defense with ten players. <laughs> you know, a couple of sets. They actually had a pretty successful um, play when they only had ten players. But you can't give up. On third and 19, 83 yard reception. No. No matter what. You cannot give that up if you ever if you want to win a football game. So and I saw a couple people tweeting about like, oh, there was a block in the back or the hold. Yes, you're you're right. Those those existed, but you shouldn't depend on the refs to bail you out. Make the dang play. Exactly. So that's that's just another issue that the Bears are having. Now you can put their defense on, on the list of things and their offense actually again, you want more points from them, but offensively there's still improvement. They still need to make improvements and defensively. They've relapsed significantly. The best past two seasons. That's gonna, that's definitely gonna pick. Oh, up. absolutely. So that should be interesting. I mean, Mason, like this, another loss, thirty-three twenty-two. Is there anything else else that you kind of want to talk about? Anything offense, defense? We can take this forever because again, it's three losses in a row, and the Bears 
listen to a four loss team coming in to the 49ers and now the Bears are on the, a good losing streak as well. We talked, we said that in the preview show, this both teams needed this win. And it seemed the 49ers were more equipped to come out on top at the end of the day. So no, I don't think there's too much more to say. You know, we'll just close it out. Is there an MVP that you have for the game? And we'll get out of here. I'm going to give it to Justin just because he was the Bears offense from pretty much the middle of the second quarter through midway through the fourth quarter. Without the way he played, this would have, wouldn't have been 33-22. No, it wouldn't. And we started again, what, four for four in that first drive with field goal. But, yeah, he's easily the MVP of this one. And he showed improvements, and that's what you want to see, even in the loss, because we talked about it. It's not about you know, the, the the win total and at the end of the season. Yes, you'd like to see it, especially against the regular 49ers team, but Justin Fields made progress. And we'll kind of leave it at that, and we'll see how this all actually turned out, So it should be funny. Well, and uh, Bears get to look ahead to a Steelers game Monday night, and we know the Bears are terrible in prime time. The Steelers also beat the Browns today, 15-10, to 10, who the Bears got dismantled by. Dismantled, so this yes. should be a fun week. We'll see how it goes, but make sure to follow us here at the Chicago Audible on Twitter, Facebook, all the social media. Follow Mason West on, on Twitter. Follow myself, Nicholas Moriano. And again, we'll see how this turns out. Until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.